Hello, Babylonians. Hey, babbies. Hey, babies and babbies and boobies and, and balls. Balls. with us for a long time even from the beginning and we cannot say thank you enough and I know a lot of you have been asking a lot lately how do you make your own podcast well it's simple I use anchor Anchor anchor.fm which is the website or there is an app or you can go on your computer whatever you want to do it's the easiest way Um, it is run through Spotify so that is one of the first uh, platforms that you'll be able to distribute your podcast out onto and there's lots of different it'll stream to at least I think 10 different platforms or more um, I'm going to give you a quick rundown about how it works anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or computer so no matter where your setup is like you can start creating today today and tell me what your podcast name is because you know I'm gonna listen then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. I know a lot of you have been asking for video. Don't worry, I'm working on it. With Anchor, creators can earn money, yes, yes, you heard that right, in a variety of ways, including ads like this one and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. That's what sold me even though it didn't have to sell me because it's free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy listening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's an intro. <laughs> oh, welcome to the latest episode. Yes. Still pregnant. Still got a knee or an elbow going in my side. Yep. She's very uncomfortable, guys. All the time. Yeah. doesn't matter what I'm doing, where I'm going. Sitting isn't great. Even laying down isn't super awesome. I have to lay with a full pillow between my legs instead of just the those maternity pillows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Sucks. It sucks. Because <laughs> that was just enough. So now I have to take... Luckily, I keep like six pillows on my bed. <laughs> and my child sleeps with me because, yeah, we do that. So don't... You guys, you should have seen. She had to go to the bathroom and she's trying to get up off the couch and then she was like tiptoeing really, really fast to the bathroom. It was the funniest little moment of dance, pregnant dance that I've ever seen. Because <laughs> this giant tumor baby inside me, his, his head is so hardcore of a pelvic bone, it hurts it's the to best. fucking walk. And then I had to, yeah, I pooped, guys, in case you don't know that girls do that. We poop. That was not a baby. It was just some poop. I was kind of hoping she was going to poop out a baby. But I, was, I was like, what if my water breaks? So, if this episode is the one. <laughs> I know we said that last time. Speaking of last time, it's really weighing on my heart. Yes. So, um, I just want to uh, state that if it sounded like in the last episode that I was making it seem like... Um, Okay, we, we at the end of the podcast, we kind of started, I started talking about how, like, a man, I got, I was like, isn't it weird that, like, 
dudes can still get off even if a chick was ugly and then it went into like kind of a we, we the discussion went further and further and then it was about yeah. like how when women get raped our bodies just because if if um, something is trying to enter our body will automatically lubricate itself and I don't know if it went this way but on my it's been weighing on my heart and my mind that if somehow I made it seem as though men cannot be raped right that's not what I was saying at all because right. I was I was just saying one thing and then because so we, we babble in, yeah we babble we were zoning in on the fact that we didn't know with that case last week um, about the what she was doing if she or was a crazy uh, manipulator how it was because she was so much younger than the guy if you mm -hmm. don't if you didn't listen to last week's episode go check it out but um, yeah Shauna was telling me about it I didn't <laughs> feel like it came off that way and no one has said anything but if it if you listen and it felt like that that's not what I was saying I, I know large. I know men can be which I think is kind of what I was or at least I was hoping to kind of state that like women can manipulate a man and get him to do things that he may not really want to do. Right. And that can definitely be rape. Granted, that's not as far as the conversation went, but that's where I'm taking it right now. Um, and anyway, I just, I am very much aware and, 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 and know that both men and women can be raped and, and just because and one gets wet or does, ejaculates or things like that happen right. does not mean it is not rape. Exactly. Okay, so, enough. yeah, because I, I ended up sharing something on my page, on my personal Facebook page about that, and maybe, I don't know if that's what, like, stemmed from what you felt. Yes, for yes, okay. yes, yeah. But, like, how men can, you know, yeah. while it's happening, if they ejaculate, doesn't mean that you're enjoying it. It's Correct. a natural... It's what, it, it's what your body does. ...response yeah. to intercourse or rape, depending right. on whatever the situation is. So, Sean, I just wanted to... Yeah. Weigh, weigh, weigh that on you guys. Weigh that on you. Like now let that weight that I was carrying be on you. No, I'm just kidding. Don't let there be any weight on you. Release. No. We just, for our, for our own peace of mind, we <laughs> wanted to clear that up just in case someone ends up listening. They're like, oh, wow, that was really insensitive. Yeah. Or, um, I wasn't meaning to be but insensitive. But nobody, literally no one has reached out and said anything, which <laughs> is fine. But, you know. Just I, in case. Just, and I think me and Kelly had said something along those lines. Actually, no, we ended up getting a comment from a girl saying, um, when we were talking, I think it was the very first episodes, you know, when mm -hmm. we were just in the beginning talking about, because um, we covered the Hillside Stranglers and how they would tr uh, target prostitutes and mm -hmm. sex, sex mm -hmm. workers because mm -hmm. they're viewed as less dead. So they're like, oh, these girls are... Or not, they're, they're viewed as less people. Yeah. Like they're, they're not like, quite human, if you like, will. They don't... In, in, insignificant. Right. Okay. Yeah. And this girl just... So me and Kelly ended up, I ended up bringing up on it, and Kelly had even explained to her, like, she's like, we don't view these women as, right. they're, they're victims, they're, they were someone's daughter. That's, right. You know? And 100%. But, so, but, in general, that, especially that, 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 for that's the, 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 the 60s and 70s, yeah. that's a, even today, like, that's mm -hmm. a big, I mean, if that's the, 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 do, the police that, people in general, they just kind of turn their head. So, and you know, and it's, it's so sad because... Mm -hmm. Just because these women are making a living doing what they or do. Or men. Or men. Yeah. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, mm -hmm. we're walking a thin line mm -hmm. right now. But we just, we want to be as open and honest on, on here because I know a lot of true crime podcasts can get a lot of backlash just for how things are reacted to and responded to. And we try to make sure we do these cases the absolute utmost justice because that's what these stories are being told. Right. And that's what we want to put into the world not, and not taint it in any other way. Correct. I mean, these are horrific things we're talking about. We try not to spare 
the gory details because I mean I know that's what I, some of us are here for and mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I want to hear when I listen to a true crime podcast. Yeah, I don't want to sugarcoat it. I yeah. need to know in the, my again. And but and we're gonna you know trigger warning and anything mm-hmm. like if it gets so so graphic. But yeah, that's just. Mostly it was weighing on my mind, and yeah. I thought, you know what, in case, in case, in case. it's not just me that was thinking this way, right? or, or you know what I'm saying, if that, that I, I thought maybe I had stated something that that's not, or it came across, and that's not at all how I wanted it to come across, so, right. so if that did offend anybody, I do apologize, that was not my intent, that's not what I was doing, and now, let's continue with today's episode, shall we? <laughs> That's just as... Actually, this one may actually be a lot of sad. Hey! <laughs> With this kind of... I mean, not that these cases aren't sad, but, like, usually we find, like, a fuckhead. We're like, we're like, fuck this guy. But what ends up happening in this case that was actually just suggested to us by um, one of our listeners who's on our page. It wasn't... It was exciting. I was like, ah, oh, this is a new person. Yes, 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 uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yes. and I have his name here because I have to. Um... Uh, I almost said because it says case suggested by our friend Rusty. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say Frusty. <laughs> Frusty. You're our friend. Frusty. Oh my gosh, Rusty. I'm hey Rusty, so... thank you so much for reaching so, out um, and, and letting us know. I want to say thank you, but you kind of ruined my soul because this case is sad. Okay. So I appreciate the the <laughs> suggestion, but the research with this case is so sad. But you and know what? Okay. But this is a, it's a different kind. Of, it is there is. A murder, and, um, you know, it's not going to be quite as backwards as last week's episode was, because I know we kind of talked about that a little bit, about how... My notes weren't great last week, and I apologize for that, too. I won't even lie. <clears throat> but I I ended up... There's... This isn't a super, super long story, because we're going to be talking... Um, we're going back to 1915 is where this is all going to start. 1915. So Thanks, som- Yeah, sometimes, like, older cases, it's just... It's hard to find. Sure. But I, I ended up... The more I did research, I ended up having to use three different websites. So, to get all of my notes in here correctly... You guys can't see my hand motions. But um, but can you hear her breathing a little harder? Because she's very preggers. And we've decided if I go into labor, we're going to just keep going. We're going to yes. pack all our shit up. We're going to pause where we're at. And we're going to finish it while I have a baby. <laughs> and you guys will get to hear us first cry. Okay, you're welcome. And they're going to be like, great! Or, uh Or both. <laughs> Or you're going to hear me like half cry and Shauna not be able to put ice chips in my mouth. That's and then a, she's going to yell at me. And it's going to be crying fine. the whole way. Because I'm an emotional basket. She, that's what she did. She <laughs> took me when I, she took me to the hospital when I had my first son. And that's, all we'll, we'll touch on that because we've babbled enough this beginning. <laughs> but if you guys ever want to hear the story, just personally message us. And I will happily share Arlo's birth story with you because it's, it's, it's humorous. <laughs> She hurt my heart, but I love her. She didn't mean to. She was very pregnant and in labor and contracting. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't in realize the grand scheme of things, I'm so grateful that she was the one to take me and that she got to experience that with me. Yes. It was magical and wonderful. And she, yeah, we're going to keep going and I need to stop now. Okay. okay. So like I said, 1915, like I said, this is from Rusty and this case, I'm, I, I had a hard time, and I finally looked up how to say his name. This case is um, about Joe Arity. Okay. And um, I was like, this one's going to make you sad, mad, and just downright livid. And the one of the uh, titles of the articles I f- found was, is, this is the case of the happiest man on death row. Oh, boy. Yep. 
Um, so we're going to talk about Sweet Sweet Joe, who was born April 29th. Oh. My nephew's birthday. Yeah. 1915. Me. Just a different, you know, time. <laughs> In Pueblo, Colorado. Hey, I just drove by there. Okay. <laughs> All the connections. <laughs> I have some wonderful friends who live there. Um, his parents were named Henry and Mary, and they were immigrants from Syria, and they came to America in 1909, so they have him six years later. Woo, look at me doing math, because we talked about bloody binomials last <laughs> week. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, but they didn't speak any English, so Henry ended up taking a job in a steel mill at um, in Pueblo, and Joe was late um, when he was born. He was late to start speaking. Well, you don't speak when you're born. Never mind. When he was a young boy and never spoken sentences of more than a few words, it was also stated he couldn't read, write, sing, add, or distinguish colors. Um, he was a very passive child and very much a follower, like, showed very early signs um, of just being just delayed. Mm -hmm. He attended one year of elementary school, and after one of the first meetings, the when the principal asked to speak with his parents, they said they needed to keep him at home because he couldn't learn. They said oh. they kept saying, this boy cannot learn. We can't have him in our school. So his father... And back then, sorry, Babel for no, a second. Fine. Back then, though, they didn't have the structure. I mean, not that... Yeah. I know schools think oh. still need help, but especially back then, they didn't have that kind of structure, right? I mean, and so they, they, and they be didn't able have to, an understanding of how yeah, to deal with oh, oh, yes. a child whose brain... Is it? Yes. With his classmates. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so his father ended up losing his job, but um, lost his job a few years later after they started keeping him home. And he would ask, he asked his friends for help to find Joe, a place for Joe to go. So Joe ended up getting admitting, oh my God. Joe was admitted to the state home and training school for mental defectives in Grand Junction, Colorado. I'm like, that just sounds, it sounds horrible, it just but. Sounds sad. But he um, lived off often on there until he was a young adult um, or into a young adulthood I should say there um, it was then determined he had an IQ of 46 oh, wow. and um, <clears throat> had the mind of a six-year-old even oh, in boy. into <clears throat> even into adulthood that's just where his mind mentally locked was that six years old at home and at the school he was often mistreated and beaten up by his peers uh. It's so, oh, it's going to get worse. Um, he left the school and it wasn't clear where he wandered until about, or, uh, uh, where he wandered about until around September of 1929 when he was found by a parole officer who spotted him. I don't know if this is factual. This is just off one of the websites that I used for notes that he was supposedly engaging in sodomy with other boys. Okay. Which, I mean, was six some, years old. Six, six year old, old mentality. Mind. And so, but but physically, he's how old? What's um, the age? So, 1929, he would have been about 14. Okay. So, 14-year-olds. Yeah. And 14-year-olds. Um, that's a that's an experimental age. It's an experimental and, 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 and things are changing in their bodies. Yes. And then when you have this boy who's not completely there, if you will, lack of a better term, sorry if that offended anybody. Um, um, right. But I can understand, not condoning, but I can understand how easily it would be like, oh, to we're going to try this, this with you, with we're going to do person. that with you. Yes. Unfortunately, that's, yep. you see that a lot with yep. mental, mm, 
mentally incapacitated people who are taken advantage yes. of. Like it's it's disgusting and unfortunately yes. it's easy to manipulate. Yes. So Okay. Um, so they found with these boys, um, the these habits, so to speak, landed him back at the institution. He stayed there until eventually he was able to um, get away. He ended up like escaping, and he got into the freight rail cars to leave the city. And he ended up in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Hey, Wyoming. Hey, where you at though? <laughs> guess what? We still don't have is Wyoming. Um, and that he so that was so he ended up in Cheyenne when he was twenty one. And um, on another, I ended up finding from another source, he left on August 12th, 1936, from Grand Junction, and then ended up in Cheyenne. The date is important. Could be my due date. Who knows? Mm -hmm. um, anyways, <laughs> so that brings us to April 14th. So August 12th, he leaves town. August 14th, 1936, we're going to bring in a whole new set of humans. Um, there was two girls um, who from the Drain family, that's their last name, who were attacked while they were asleep at home in Pueblo. 15-year-old Dorothy and her 12-year-old sister, Barbara Drain, were bludgeoned by an intruder Ugh. with what was said to have been a hatchet or an axe. Okay. I mean, they're similar but different. Their parents, Riley and Peggy Drain, were at a dance when they came home and found Dorothy face down in her bed with the back of her head split open. Mm. Um, it also showed that Dorothy had been raped oh. and she had died from the... Um, attack but her sister Barbara survived after being in a coma for a week Wow! so they were just at home sleeping someone broke in their house and attacked these two girls and that so was which what the older one or the younger one 15 years the older sister died Dorothy okay. so that's August 14th so now we're going to jump back to Joe so this is this all comes back to connection I promise okay um so now we're going on to August 26th Joe ends up getting arrested for vagrancy in Cheyenne, which just means his, ho his homelessness, just oh, okay. roaming, being a wanderer, being a vagrant. Yep. Had to look it up, because I'm like, what does vagrancy mean? Thank you. Um, <laughs> Thank you for... I know how to say it. Didn't know what it means. But we got it. Um, after he was caught wandering through the rail yards, and this fucking sheriff that finds him, I f he's a fucking asshole. Okay. Um, his name is County Sheriff George Carroll. And he was aware of the search for suspects in the drain murder case. So when he picked... when Okay, so my, my notes got kind of wonky here because I was, like, adding things as I would find them. So they may go a little out of order right now. But it all okay. circulates back around. She's um, not leading us astray, guys. She's, no. She's bringing this right back. I'm going to lead you all over. <laughs> I'm going to try not to, but I'm just going to read what my notes said here. Um, so when Joe was picked up after being found in the rail yards, Joe revealed while being questioned that he had traveled from Pueblo by train after, um, so he was in, or he was from Pueblo, but left and got on a train in Grand Junction. I don't know. I don't remember how close those are. I'm pretty sure I looked it up, but I don't remember and I didn't put it in here. Obviously not that far. They're not too far from each other. Okay. I'm like, you're from, you lived in Colorado. Duh! Okay, sorry. Um, Carol then immediately questioned him about the drain case because, you know, he's like, oh, well, that's interesting to bring up, especially because they're looking for these okay. girls, or, well, uh, Dorothy's murderer and, um, uh, what is her sister's, Barbara's attacker. Um, Carol then said that Joe confessed to committing the crime to him. Um, so Sheriff Carol, of course, contacts the public police chief. His name was Arthur Grady about what Joe had told him. He then learned that they had already arrested a man who was the prime suspect. <clears throat> His name was Frank Aguilar, 
and he was a laborer from Mexico who had worked for the father of the Dream Girls and had been fired shortly before the attack. Um, I put in here, usually a motive sometimes that can set people off, unfortunately. Right. Um, an axe head was recovered from Frank's home that had nicks on the edge that matched the wound on Dorothy's, um, Dorothy's wound on the back of her head. Um, hello? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Keep going. Just wait. It's, mm. it's not going it's, it's to suck. <laughs> Barbara even identified Frank being the man that was in the girl's room that night. Um, yeah. But I, Sheriff Carroll claimed that Joe had told him several times he had been with a man named Frank at the crime scene, painting a picture that it was a two-person act instead of just one. So Frank later, um, he ended up confessing to the crime and told police he didn't know or had never seen Joe ever in his life. Mm-hmm. That And Frank was also... Um, Okay, I'm just read my notes. Frank was also convicted of the rape of Dorothy Drain and sentenced to death. The jury only deliberated for less than half an hour, half less. Oh my God, less than a half hour. God bless America. Before deciding he was guilty, he even confessed to two other unsolved Pueblo murders, and he was executed by gas chamber in either 1937 or 1939. I'm not. I found two different dates, or one, two articles had 37, one article had 39. So it was between that time. So, bringing Joe back in, before looping him back to this, he was ended up um, sent back, trans- oh my god, Nicole, just read your notes. Joe was transported back to Pueblo again, where he reportedly confessed again to the crime. His attorneys worked on an insanity plea, but it was not supported. Um, the Pueblo Chieftain, which is their newspaper, wrote the headline, Not Insane, Just an Imbecile, which is oh, fucking just mean i hate it and gross it's so disgusting um the case against joe was i put coerced but we won't talk about that based on the sole testimony he gave the cheyenne police chief who had no notes of the interrogation no recording i don't know it's 1900 or 1920s but no notes didn't write anything down um so to be added his account of the confession changed a few times oh shocking so when sheriff carroll would later testify from his memory, as there were no notes, no witnesses for most of the interrogation, a story about the night of the attack. He said, this is what Carol said that Joe told him, that Joe spied on the girls from the bushes outside. After he saw the parents leave, he snuck in and hit the girls in the head, took his clothes off, assaulted Dorothy, dressed, and left. Carol said, had asked Joe if he liked girls, and then immediately followed, and Joe said, yeah. He just, yeah. Then at immediately followed with the question, if you like girls so well, why do you hurt them? I was like, I put in here, coerce much, even though they ha- they had someone in custody who did the damn crime itself, but it's fine. And the person that also was attacked fucking... Identified s- Frank. Yes. Said that was the man that assaulted my sister and attacked us. What is the point? What what benefit did this fuckhead get? And then Frank didn't even be like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not going down by my, by myself with this. He could have been like, oh, yeah, Joe was there. But yeah. he's like, he said, I've never dude. seen this guy before in my life. Like, I don't know him. I don't know. I've never heard his name. So What is the benefit of this cop? Why did... I just... I don't... I don't understand it. And, okay, we're just going to keep going. So, during questioning, Joe first said he beat the girls with a club. Okay, so this was when he was being questioned after Sheriff Carroll found him wandering around. So, we're going back and forth a little bit here, but guys, sorry. During questioning, Joe first said he beat the girls with a club, then it changed to an axe, 
Joe couldn't say where he got the axe from, I put in my notes, because he didn't do it. Mm -hmm. um, Carol insisted that Joe provide, um, provided him with the details of the drain house, but couldn't name where the axe was from. The man's child was, the man's mind was six years old. Fuck you, Officer Carol. Yeah. Um, claimed he described the rooms, color of furniture, and the color of the walls in the girl's bedroom, but didn't have a, did, but didn't state what, what the details were. Just said that, oh yeah, that he told me exactly how the house looked. This guy, like, what vendetta do you have against this dude? Like, there's nothing just because he was wandering around. I don't, I don't understand. I don't. Okay, it's fine. Details only someone who had been there and would know, or could be like, hey, it looked like, or okay. So this is, this is just me putting this into a different perspective. Or Sheriff Carroll could be like, hey, it looked like this, right? Because that info could be public, but we won't talk about that. Right. But like he'd be like, oh, was her? Did they have? pink bedroom walls and be like yeah yeah they had pink yeah, bedroom walls yeah Did like they, talking to a six-year-old yeah talking exactly and there's another case i'm going to bring up that this um oh no 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 um that this ends up happening with in a different time and stuff but not related to this case in any way shape or form but i'm going to bring it up because it's one that morbid covered and it was very fucking frustrating you may have heard of it too but we'll we'll get there um, uh, I was like, despite absolutely no evidence, Joe was found guilty and was sentenced to death. That is Just so based wrong off on of so many levels. I don't understand how in a courtroom or whatever, how, like if there's a jury, I don't, I don't even know if there yeah. was, but like how can you say, I, you're just literally basing it off this man's word who literally, well, this man's word, but not, but <coughs> the, the witness, the, the victim states he was not there. Yeah. The there was one person in the who house. actually raped and murdered states, don't know this dude, never seen him, he wasn't with me. Yeah. So, but we're going to base it off of this cop yes. that wasn't fucking there. Yeah. That wasn't the one that was victimized. Right. It, I Are just, you... I'm sorry. I don't understand. I'm not sorry. I'm just mad. Okay. I'm very mad. And it's only going to get worse. Okay. okay so, <laughs> a little bit worse. I put just unfair in all capitals. Um, Joe was ignorant of what was going to happen to him. <sighs> this part is what broke me. Like, it got it got hard. He spent his days playing with toys and chatted with reporters cheerfully and other actual killers. He had toy trains that he loved to play with. That's what he had in his jail cell. Ugh. Because he's 23. But he's got the mind of a six-year-old. So yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a child. Yeah. He's a little... He's dude. a baby. He's, He's a, a baby dude. forever. Yeah. Um, okay. Wait. Warden. Okay, this warden. This warden. This warden. Warden Roy Best, who was the best, took pity on Joe and even tried to save him. I'm trying not to cry. Described him as the happiest man who ever lived on death row. Aww. Um, he, he tried, he tried so hard to make it to where he wouldn't have to be executed. Um, Denver lawyer Gail Ireland, who later took up, who, or no, who later became the Colorado's attorney general, took up Joe's cause and gained nine stays of execution. If you don't know what a stay means, that means they prolonged his, prolonged his execution, although it didn't prevent it. In the end, all the appeals failed because she kept trying to get it. What? Taken and expunged and taken off his, like he shouldn't, they're like, Be cool. here first of all. Yeah, well, and they're like, if we're going to keep him, in, let's just keep him in prison then, if you think he did this, but he does not need to be killed, like, executed for a crime that he literally was zero a part just of. Just fucking look back through the fucking notes. It makes 
Go to the family's house and let Barbara Drain tell you again. I watched my sister be murdered, and I know who did it. Oh, my gosh. Barbara, I kind of wish you would have fought for this man. I'm sorry. You had a lot of other shit going on, but... They... uh, I don't know if they were good advocates. Um, okay. So, yeah, and you think you're going to cry now? Wait, just wait. Here's more. Joe ended up giving his toy train to another prisoner as he was walked to death row while talking about... Raising chickens and playing the harp, like the padre told me, the father of at the or the freaking jail, um, when he made it to the next world. Oh my gosh! Yeah, mm, this is getting me. Um, his execution date was January sixth, nineteen thirty nine. The headlines the that um, were posted in the news the next day. It um, the headline was twenty three year old in quotes, child dies for slaying. Um, News reported, he walked to his death with the faith of a child and grinned as he was strapped in the death chair. His remains were buried in the prison cemetery, a spot called called Woodpecker Hill with a motorcycle plate marking his grave. For 52 years, Joe Arity was forgotten about. In 1991, when Persky, that's just the name, an author and advocate for the disabled, found a poem about a warden mourning an execution. Uh, this is part of the poem um, line. The man you killed tonight is six years old, and he has no idea why he dies. Whew. Yep, I put insert here tears here, damn it. Um, Persky was working on a book, so he had sought out um, the info behind this poem. He was writing a book about um, just uh, prison executions. And found that poem and then went deep diving into um, research just to find what this poem pertained to and then mm-hmm. discovered the case about Joe. Good job, Persky. Yep. Um, and uh, on January 7th, 2011, um, okay, so 52, uh, no, that was, so he was in, okay, 1939, January 6th, and then January 7th, 2011. I don't know how many years apart that is, I'm not going to do that math. Um, Colorado Governor Bill Ritter granted Joe Arity a full and unconditional posthumous pardon, the first to ever be done in Colorado, Um, just basically pardoning him for the crime that he should not have been executed for. Today, um, a marble headstone with a picture of Joe playing with his train has replaced the rusty license plate grave marker. The marker was placed in June 2007 after 50 supporters gathered for the dedication of the tomb Chiseled in stone are the words, here lies an innocent man. There is a organization that's called the Friends of Joe Arity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, they organized um, after this happened and then put into like full motion of people who are put into situations like that. <clears throat> like wrongfully of crime. Okay. Wrongfully accused. Accused of crimes I didn't commit. And, oh, that just, that, it just tore my heartstrings and well, I don't especially know because you and I both have worked with special needs yes and so I I, I just it's I mean and I know I know, I know here's the first case like this we've ever read or you yeah. know you know so like yeah. and I can only imagine how many more there probably are yeah and, and not just crime I mean just people being taken advantage of right um, in general when they when they have, um, I don't want to say disabilities, but that's what I'm. But that's mental, the word. just mental yeah. delay. Like so. 
ouch, man, my heart. And yeah, that, that and just, warden, what a beautiful man. But I don't fucking understand how the pardons weren't able to be pardoned. Granted, I like, I don't get, I don't, that, makes that fucking time frame, just the, the 30s, 20s and 30s, like, and, like, you literally had the victim who survived tell you and identify Frank, mm-hmm. and yet somehow this Joe just gets shoved into just because a, Just because this other fuckhead of a head... La- I mean, I know as a policeman, and I know I'm but, not trying... I, there are some great policemen, and I know this man's dead. But there, But there are not, some not great. Just I mean, we're, we're all human. Some of us are great. Some of us are I. Yeah. Some of us are just downright awful. Exactly. And, and, and with any job... So, that includes police work. Yes. And this person, I don't understand what the benefit was. Did he have some sort of vendetta? Which we'll never get that answer. No. To to people with um, mental disabilities. Like, like, and saying, oh no, he told me he did this, 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 and this. What's the benefit? Why did he not want just Frank to go down? Why did he want Joe? I'm like, just because he was wandering through the rail yards? So what? Like in for trespassing then? Yeah. Not murder. No. Sick fuck. And then yeah. So this warden knows that this this man has the mental capability of a six year old. Yeah, and I think I want to I, I want to say in one of the articles I read he pushed so hard. They're like, please, just please don't do this to him. Just let him stay here. If yeah. that's what it has to be, if he's such a menace to society, then why can't we just keep him here? Yeah. And we'll let him just live out his days playing with the streets. Like, there's the sweetest picture of him with another inmate. And, of course, you know, we'll put this all on our social medias. Of him just showing him his toy train. And they're just... He loved trains. And that's why he liked the rail yards. Because yeah. it was... That was his comfort. Because he was right. six. Right. I mean, a 23-year-old body Well, it's not like this old. stupid fucking idiot cop couldn't realize... I mean, it's obvious. I mean... Sorry, I, I'm just keep keep we're kind of staying stating the same thing. Oh, this little man. Oh no! Why oh, is it coughing? Okay, I'm just, what what's happening? What's going on? I think okay. my words were I don't know. Sorry, we had to pause for the cause there. Basically, saying that obviously this warden knew that this guy wasn't, and he would he, just and he just totally took advantage of that. He, he knew that this this man didn't have the mental. Oh, not state. the warden. The I'm sorry. Did I say the warden? Yeah, you said I'm warden. sorry. I didn't. No, mean no it's okay. The, the, um, the officer. The officer. So totally took officer whatever took advantage. Yeah. I don't know if he was trying to get some sort of a raise. I don't. Yeah, I, just, I don't. But get... none of it added up, and the fact that he doesn't have notes, I don't understand. If there's not notes and stuff to back you up, yeah, like why how would... how can it be submitted? Yeah. Because, and I I, I mean obviously this is you know, a hundred years later, but like that should be thrown out then. It, yeah. It's not, you know, you, you, you can't, you can't it, use it. Sorry. Yeah. You know, and it was just too little too late. I mean, it's, I love that Colorado, that was the first time Colorado has ever done a pardon on someone who's been, who's Correct. already been deceased. Yeah. Um, it was a very big deal. Um, and obviously getting more attention and help for those. So it's like stuff like this doesn't happen. Yeah. To, because to there's people. like, um, um, but in, like I said, the, I think, it, I think it's a three-parter too, that Morbid covered of the West Memphis three. Okay. Um, it's about, it's, there's three, there's six 
care not characters. There's three boys that were found murdered in this West Memphis. Um, and three little boys, three eight-year-old boys. I think they're all eight. And these three teenagers end up getting blamed for it, mm-hmm. but they end up getting out. Mm-hmm. And but the mental damage is very hardcore on them. And one of them, um, like they even have recordings of it. That if you go, if you want to go listen, to Morbid did an excellent, excellent job of covering that case. And um, one of them had he had mental uh, delay, whatever. And um, you can hear when he's being questioned by the police how they're like, oh yeah, so uh, this boy was stabbed, right? And you stabbed him? And then he's just like, yeah, yeah, we stabbed him. And then the times changed. They're like, okay, so you were there about 9 a.m.? And they're like, he's like, no, we weren't there at 9. And they're like, oh, noon. It was noon, right? He goes, yeah, it was noon. Because we left school early that day. or, Or... it's it's all over the place Correct. and you hear the police officers because mm-hmm. they were just trying to peg mm-hmm. who killed these three little boys yeah they don't just do it to people with, with who who may not be totally together mentally they they'll do it to anybody it, it was <coughs> and it ended up because two of the boys not all cops just some sorry there are yes <laughs> no i mean <coughs> i back the blue mm-hmm. <laughs> but i also understand that there are corrupt cops yes. in the world and it's it's an awful disgusting uh, power move or whatever you want to call it, it that those, those people are able to get in yes. to the judicial system and justice system and abuse it. Yes. And it's it's fucking heartbreaking and it's, it's scary because, mm-hmm. you know... Because these are human. I mean, th- these are lives. That they're, they, they technically have more power and control over us so like right don't you can't be fleeting with that mm-hmm. like that is that's a huge responsibility and you gotta you gotta cross your t's and dot your lowercase j's man like <laughs> <laughs> i took a big drink of water and almost came out my nose <laughs> so i know this is a, sh- a shorter case but like it's sometimes on these older cases it's hard to find um, information but that was rusty man thank you, you rusty re- i don't know if i want to thank you no i'm just kidding yeah, i do and, and no, please, i appreciate you, guys, you. i keep love sending us more like yes. we love when you we, when we get feedback from you and or you or you find hear. something that you want us us to cover i mean yes, we're yes, just yes. we're just us yeah <laughs> so we're just two sisters sitting in a Basement. Basement. Year talking after about year. Sorry. Murder. <laughs> talking about murder cool. and blood and babies coming soon. Boop boop boop. Not the second, boop, but soon. Boop. Oh, all right. And I guess that um, that's a good time to wrap it up. Okay. So until next time, with or without a baby, we'll see. Uh, Babylon. Have you ever wondered who would make the sexiest zombie? Matt Damon. Pepper me with your Damon teeth all up on me. What would happen if your penis was where your head should be? They have to have something to look at, like a face. That would eventually become my face. (laughs) The Center Cut, a podcast where Michael and Dave only watch the beginnings and ends of your favorite movies and TV shows and try to figure out the middle. Just search The Center Cut everywhere you find podcasts. And remember, it's always better in the center.